Good morning, everybody. We have a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Wednesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. July corn futures up one and a quarter at 6.61. December corn is down two cents at 5.37. July soybeans up three cents at 13.97 and a half. November soybeans are down two at 13 dollars and a quarter. September Chicago wheat up six and a half cents at six sixty one and a half. September Kansas City wheat up nine and a half at six fifteen and a half. The spring wheat market up twelve to thirteen cents. Actually, some uh, fairly tight ranges in the row crop markets overnight, relative. Uh, relatively speaking anyways. If you're listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it. Leave me a review or a rating if you have not already. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you like these videos. Uh, If you like the content, help me out, guys. Uh, Subscribe, like the videos. It'll help to spread this stuff out and uh, keep this thing going. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on grain marketing plan here in the upper right-hand corner for $49 a month. I offer a subscription service. It includes my morning email, which goes out every business day at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. It includes my text message service, which includes market updates, breaking news, uh, grain marketing recommendations, all that sort of stuff. I now offer subscriber-only videos and content, which go out just about every day of the week. This covers uh, all sorts of, of content regarding grain markets, grain marketing, um, all sorts of different things. Uh, This is a monthly deal that can be canceled at any time, 49 bucks a month, no other fee, no other obligation. Certainly check that out. Let's get into some of the headlines here this morning. Um, Weather continues to be the big issue here, I think, in these markets. And we did have some rains uh, overnight, and I'll show you the map here. Um, This is just the last 12 hours of precipitation through 5 a.m. Central Time. So you can see a portion of Iowa and a portion of western Illinois caught some rain overnight. Uh, There were some areas that saw up to an inch, maybe more than that uh, locally. Most areas did not see that much rain, but there was some rain uh, overnight. And uh, over the last three days, you know, some of these areas did really well. Um, A lot of I'm not going to say a lot of Iowa, but central and eastern Iowa did pretty good. Northern Illinois did pretty good over the last 72 hours. And uh, we've still got some rain on the radar here this morning. Um, Fairly large system sits across the northern uh, part of Illinois or northern half of Illinois, I guess. So we're doing all right here in some areas. There are some areas that, that are catching rains, but a lot of areas that aren't. And you look at the forecast here for the next seven days, a lot of these same areas remain wet. I mean, Iowa and, and especially the eastern half looks wetter. Illinois, southern Wisconsin, um, Indiana, Ohio, wet, uh, Missouri, wet. And then your your places that have been dry kind of stay dry. Uh, in particular, the eastern part of North Dakota, the eastern part of South Dakota, those are issues. Southern Minnesota is an issue. Uh, a little bit more rain in the forecast maybe for Nebraska and also for Kansas and Oklahoma here this morning. But uh, these eastern areas of the Dakotas and, and southern Minnesota, I think, remain Um, problem areas. When you go to your six to 10 day maps here, um, kind of a divide between east and west in regard to rainfall. Eastern areas of the Corn Belt uh, expected to see above normal precipitation. Western areas, um, maybe a little bit less. And then you've got kind of a mix of of warmer and and cooler temperatures uh, from north to south. So kind of a mixed bag here. So overall, I mean, weather continues to be the big topic of conversation, and uh, you've had some rains, you've got a a wet forecast for some areas, but again, some problem areas as well. 
USDA will release its planted acreage and grain stocks report next Wednesday. This has the potential to be an enormous report, guys. Um, I don't think anybody really has a clue what the acreage numbers are. There's a lot of, of estimates being thrown around. You got to keep in mind that, that the way the way I see it, the new crop balance sheets for corn and soybeans are like a big puzzle. And there are some massive pieces of this puzzle that are still missing at this point and will be missing for a while. Uh, the first piece that we'll know a little bit more about next week is the acreage number. That's a huge those are huge swing numbers on the corn and soybean balance sheets. We don't know the acreage numbers. Uh, we don't know the yield numbers. And that's your other just massive swing item on the balance sheets. Now, in regard to what's expected here, I haven't seen the actual trade estimates yet. I've seen a lot of talk regarding corn acreage in that 96 to 97 million acre range. But then more recently, I've seen stuff closer to like 94. Uh, keep in mind, USDA was 91.1 in the March 30th uh, intentions report. So the trade is, is very much expecting a, a big increase in corn acreage. Traders expect, I, I believe they expect a more muted rise in soybean acreage. Uh, March intentions were 87.6. I think a lot of people are looking for something in that, say, 89 to 90 range, which would be an increase of, you know, two, two and a half million, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, it's, it's interesting because we're looking for this big rise in combined corn and soybean acreage, um, more so a rise in corn acreage because the corn market performed much better in those weeks following the report uh, versus soybeans. But uh, there's almost there's almost always some sort of surprise here. Um, I don't know what the surprise will be. Um, keep in mind, you've also got grain stocks along with this acreage report. So this is a big deal, guys, next week. Next Wednesday is, is a huge report. Um, we'll talk more about this and we'll talk more about trade estimates and all that sort of stuff as we get closer. The spring wheat market has really kind of separated itself from the rest of the grain complex. Minneapolis futures sharply higher this morning. Um, they traded just below that $8 per bushel mark in the September contract. Weather forecasts really look pretty ugly for most of U.S. spring wheat country. Not much rain in the forecast at all for key areas of North Dakota and Minnesota. We're still trading a good 45 cents from the contract highs that were posted earlier this month in the spring wheat market. Uh, there was a gap on the September uh, spring wheat chart following those crop ratings on Monday. So there's a very small gap on, on that chart um, that uh, you should be aware of. China continues its efforts to tame rising commodity prices. Reuters reported this morning that China's National Development and Reform Commission has sent teams to various Chinese provinces and cities to investigate bulk commodity prices and supplies. This was a quote. The working groups will learn more about bulk commodity spot market transactions and carefully listen to feedback from midstream and downstream companies on supply levels and price fluctuations. Uh, they're also listening to suggestions on how to combat speculation. The group added that speculative buying on commodity exchanges has partly fueled the sharp rise in commodity prices. And we saw these stories here the last couple of weeks regarding China and its um, its attempt to reduce speculation in overseas commodity markets, which could have triggered some liquidation in some of this stuff last week. We saw the sharp sell-offs last, um, so last Thursday in the corn market, the soybean market. You saw some really sharp sell-offs in the precious metals and some other uh, commodity markets as well. Some of that also had to do with last week's 
uh, uh, deal regarding the Fed and uh, some higher interest rates, uh, maybe a little bit sooner than expected. Remember, July grain options expire on Friday. First notice day for July grain futures is June 30th, which, of course, again, is a report day next Wednesday. Cattle market acted really well yesterday, up more than $2 in most of your fat cattle contracts. Some of your feeder cattle contracts were up more than $3. We had a lower trade in the boxed beef yesterday. Um, not much to speak of in terms of cash cattle, a little bit of 120 in Texas. Um, we'll see what happens later this week. Outside markets, we've got the S&P down about four points. The Dow Jones is down 13. Gold is up five bucks. Uh, U.S. dollars down a little bit, but has performed very well uh, following that uh, those Fed minutes last week. Crude oil's up 52 cents in the August WTI, 73.39. Continues to creep higher there. Uh, the bonds are up just a little bit. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.